anyone of Japanese descent got sent to relocation camps in the middle of the desert during World War II. They lost everything but what they can carry in a suitcase. Why they got sent. All people of Japanese descent living in America got sent to relocation camps because people thought they were a threat to the United States. On December 7, 1941, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. The attack was a surprise attack. 2,400 people died, 2,000 were injured, 21 ships destroyed, and 300 Army and Navy planes were destroyed. Before this, America tried to stay out of war. But on December 8, 1941, the day after the Pearl Harbor attack, America declared war with Japan. Americans also thought that the Japanese that lived in America were spies. For this, they locked up all American and Japanese people. Most of these incarcerated were American citizens. The camps. On February 19, 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the executive order 9066 this called for all people of japanese descent living in america to go to relocation camps in the middle of the desert there were 10 relocation camps the barracks were 20 feet wide and 120 feet long divided into four to six rooms apartments why camp was hard camp was hard because they were basically in prison behind barbed wire. They were only allowed to bring what they can fit in their suitcases. They also lost their homes that could only be sold for one-fourth of the amount of everything in there. They also had to live in the middle of the desert with horrible conditions. They didn't have much water and the food was horrible. They were watched by army men with a gun. Many people were homesick. Baseball in camps. Building a baseball field in the Japanese prison camps set a frontier to all participants to camp. Baseball in camps brought hope to many people. Baseball brought hope to many people because it was one of the only fun things incarcerated Japanese people could do. Baseball brought hope because when America put Japanese in relocation camps, Americans stole their freedom from them. Baseball gave them hope because it took their minds off their current situation. Kenichi Zenimura, father of two sons, became a pioneer of baseball. Born in Japan and later moved to Fresno, California. Had two children, married to Kyoko Zenimura, went to camp near the Gila River, and absolutely loved the game of baseball. Before Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, Zenimura was known in Fresno for how good he was at baseball. In fact, Zenimura played with Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig while they were on a barnstorming tour. He played all nine positions and excelled at those positions. Kenichi Zenimura built a baseball diamond at the relocation camp, helped to start the Japanese baseball leagues that took place during camp life. He made most of the field out of the limited resources available, including flour for lines, wood for plates, and so forth. The field was built outside of the camp, which was significant since people were not traditionally allowed outside of campgrounds. There were 32 Japanese Nisei baseball teams. Zenimura also made advertisements through the Arizona newspaper for other baseball teams around the camp to play with. While at the camp, Zenimura and his All-Star squad won the challenge of Tucson Badgers, the state championship winners of Arizona eight times in a row.
They were undefeated at the time they played Zenny Murray camp team. The pitcher for the Tucson Badgers was so good, he has 0.00 ERA, earned run average. The closest game the Tucson Badgers ever had. It was a 10-10 game, ninth inning, bases loaded. Kenichi's son up to bat. He hits a line drive over the third baseman's head and wins the game. This was significant because the winners were incarcerated and went back to camp afterwards while the Badgers went home on a bus. Baseball was a frontier in the camps because it brought hope and happiness to the players and camp members because while having their freedom taken away, baseball made it made it so people took their minds off of the worst thing that happened in Japanese history. Kenichi was the first to think of baseball in the camps. He made it so when people playing or watching baseball, they felt a sense of normalcy. The players were able to develop their skills behind barbed wire. Zenimura was also known as the top leader at the relocation camps because he worked tirelessly to bring this American pastime to those wrongly incarcerated. Sandy Murray wasn't just a baseball player that created a baseball field. He was a pioneer that changed lives of Japanese Americans while in real kitchen camps. He was a pioneer because he brought the sport to the camp. For his efforts, he was nominated for the Baseball Hall of Fame. His actions had an impact not only on the campers, but also on those outside of the camps and future generations of Japanese Americans. I'm going to interview Brandon Zanimura, great-grandson of Kenichi Zanimura. Hi, Brandon. Thank you for agreeing to be interviewed by me. I had a fun time learning about your great-grandfather. He is very interesting. There are so many stories about your great-grandfather. What are you most proud of? It's probably the fact that I got a chance to meet and get to know his wife. My great-grandfather passed away in 1967. He was hit by a drunk driver, ended up passing away. And his wife, uh, I got to be around until I was about 12 years old. So I, a lot of stories that I heard and that I knew came from her. She lived till she was 92. How have you learned about your great-grandfather through history books or passed down information? There isn't much written down in the history books. Even when you were in, uh, when you get to high school and you look through your history books, there is a very small section that is dedicated and committed to Japanese internment. I read that baseball helped take the Japanese people's minds off harsh realities of camp life. Have you heard stories about how it helped other internees? Yes, very much so. You have to look at baseball in this very intriguing aspect that it, it became almost a distraction. Baseball is known as American's pastime. And Kenichi Zenimura, your great-grandfather, wanted to play baseball while in an American prison camp. Do you think that his actions helped others to accept the Japanese during and after wartime? I don't know if it was primarily the only thing that allowed that to happen, but I do think it helped. What hardship did your great-grandfather face before and after camp? Before camp, Major League Baseball was not 
part of the West Coast. Um, there was a semi-professional league that was called the Pacific Coast League that was very historic in breeding and growing major league talent and had a lot of talent, but it was primarily due to being here in California that you get an opportunity to play almost 12 months out of the year. So baseball and talent-wise, uh, what happens on the West Coast is, is quite prominent. The challenge that he had was that he is a Japanese-American. He was not an American citizen. Um, and not being an American citizen, not being somebody of, uh, and being somebody of Japanese ancestry, the, the greatest challenge that he had was people taking him seriously. How are you and your family passing down your great-grandfather's legacy? As I read that question, I think that my family has less to do with preserving that those stories and preserving that legacy and more so coming from others that are interested in what he's done. If you asked your grandfather and your great-grandfather, if you had an opportunity to ask them about camp, they probably would not have talked about it. The idea of internment camp and the idea of being imprisoned as a, as a Japanese-American or an American citizen for most of them, a lot of the stories and a lot of what was said and what was experienced was kind of this forgotten past. Nobody wanted to talk about it. Nobody wanted to talk about the hardship, pain, the suffering. Wasn't your great-grandfather like a baseball hall of fame? Was in the baseball? Uh, this is another historical thing. We're talking about being very conscious of what is going on in, in the United States and the consciousness of, of race and ethnicity and the melting pot that we call our nation. There isn't a single Asian American in the nation. There is an ad of all the players out of all the different accolades and awards have been won, there is not a single Asian American of any Asian ancestry in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh my God. So you're thinking, you're looking at some very prestigious and pretty significant players who might have had influence, but there is... No, no Asians. Thank you so much, Mr. Zanimura. This is probably the most fun I've ever had with the school assignment. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah, anytime you can blend baseball and uh, baseball and academics. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs>